Welcome to Linked Up, Breaking Boundaries in Education, a podcast that focuses on what is happening in education today, connecting everyone to the movers and shakers that are breaking boundaries in the education arena. Welcome to Linked Up. I'm Jerry Kimball, and I'm here with Jamie Sapanero, and we are excited today. We're hearing from a veteran coach, keynote speaker, trainer, consultant, and author of the book, college recruiting process called Looking for a Full Ride, an Insider's Recruiting Guide. We have with us Coach Renee Lopez. Now, a few accolades, she's been named Coach of the Year. She's had over 30 all-conference players, three All-Americans, and she's reached conference and regional championships. She regularly appears as a guest on podcasts, blogs, magazines, and has even been featured on Sirius XM Radio, as well as ESPN Radio. We are so excited to have you with us today, Renee. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here with you guys, be able to help out our families and everyone going through the craziness of this world. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But the first question I have to ask you is off topic. Someone with this much energy and accolades, what vitamins are you on? How do you do it? (laughs) Well, I think it's the idea of being active as well as I work with kids and high schoolers and having the um, taking off of the, some of their energy, as well as I've actually cut out caffeine, and that actually helps quite a bit. Right. <laughs> it, it seems much? like it have the opposite effect, but, you know, I think we're all looking for ways to be more energetic during this time, because it's easy to kind of get in a slump. Yeah. So caffeine tip is a good one for us today. Thanks, Renee. I guess we just had no idea how COVID was going to affect everything. But if you back up a little bit before COVID and talk about what are some of the misconceptions that people have about college recruiting? Because I think many times parents, it might be the first time they've gone through this process. It might be new to the family. So what are some misconceptions that people have about that? You know, I think so much is happening in you know the media and we all watch movies like you know example like the blind side you know it's a phenomenal movie i love it it's a great story however what we see in that movie is that the student athlete is talented has a lot of talent and so therefore then he just has all these college coaches just come banging on his door and you know you see all these different appearances and all these big name coaches now a lot of that is hollywood playing up something that isn't really accurate of how the process goes. I think the big misconception is that if you're talented, then your student athletes just going to automatically be seen and college coaches are going to automatically be coming knocking on your door. And that's really not how the process works for about 95% of the student athletes that are out there who go on to play in college. It's actually about marketing themselves to a college coach, letting the coach know you're interested in this school, as well as making sure that you are presenting yourself in a positive way on social media, as well as, you know, academically, obviously, you know, student athletes have to be uh, really good students as well as, you know, they're looking at the bigger picture and beyond the X's and O's and the idea of what type of leader are you as well as who are you going to be when your team hits adversity? They want to see how you deal with that. And so it's funny in research for my book, we interviewed 65 college coaches and athletic directors across the country, across 19 different sports. And what we found was we looked at all different levels. We had everything from junior college coaches all the way up to the athletic director at the University of Florida, Scott Strickland. 
And so, you know, you look at it with a wide range of, of things, but the funny part was I kept hearing from college coaches, a couple of things. Obviously they want talented athletes. They want <laughs> high academic student athletes. Makes sense, right? But the third thing I think that was most uh, prevalent that came out in my research was they were looking to see how student athletes respond to adversity. And so what a, a great wow. segue into what we're talking about with COVID and everything like that is, you know, they're looking to see, uh, you know, there's a lot of talented athletes out there who are also great students, but they're really looking for the bigger picture of what type of person are you? And I think yeah. that gets missed a lot in the college recruiting process that people don't realize. And, and what does it, uh, you know, the misconception that I'll just sit back and I'm talented. So coaches are going to come knocking on my door as opposed to we're going to have, make sure that you're being proactive and marketing yourself to college coaches, but also realizing they're looking at your character and who you yeah. are as, as opposed to just your X's and O's and your GPA. So I'm a former school counselor and we talked about character education all of the time. And it's so good to hear how important that is to coaches and, and moving forward. So I love that. Uh, and I think it is so important about just who you are as a person. Kids sort of think that's like the fluff part, but it really is the foundation, right? It really is the basis for uh, who they are and they should carry themselves that way because that is actually who, how they're being seen. Uh, they, and I think you touched too on another important aspect of, you know, being versatile and being resilient. Um, you know, we're, we're here in COVID and now it's hard enough. My daughter is in this right now. She's a soccer player and she's in this and it's hard enough to deal with the recruitment and, you know, and trying to get seen. Uh, but on top of this, everything is thrown upside down. So what are some of the things that, you know, and I also feel for the coaches too, because their world is turned upside down. Current players, their world is turned upside down. So it really has a domino effect on high school athletes as well. So what are some of those things, you know, miss, spots available, money maybe that's lost? What are some things now that student athletes and all of the above are trying to navigate with COVID now? Well, I think, you know, a lot of things have been um, turned upside down in terms of what the normal process looks like. Right. However, I keep advising, you know, student athletes in the processes, realizing that, you know, you're still an athlete, and now it's just the idea of how do you get yourself seen? Because a lot of, you know, a lot of events and showcases and everything under the sun were, were canceled yeah. since March. Yeah. And, you know, some of these kids are not able to go to even ID camps, you know, with, with the NCAA Division One has uh, implemented a, a dead period all the way in through January 1st, right. which means the fact is that college coaches can't go off campus to go watch you and evaluate you. And you can't come onto the campus to do a campus visit with the coaches. You can still do a normal student campus uh, tour, but mm -hmm. you can't do a, a meeting with the coaches on campus. And right. you also can't be doing camps on campus for division one. Other levels, you can do that if the school's allowing and the region's allowing. However, the fact is I keep telling student athletes, it's really important for you to realize, you know, again, coaches are looking to see how do you bounce back from adversity. So I always tell everyone, how do you be creative? And yeah. so what does that mean? You know, so it may mean you and your high school or club coach getting out and you're filming a session at your local high school or local park, sometimes in your backyard, you know, whatever it may be, of just being able to show some basic skills. Maybe it's also looking to find some film from that you've had in the past. Also, you know, it's funny asking around your teammates and realizing some parent had filmed, you know, you know, 
three months before, before all this started to happen and they have some film and you're in that film. And so finding those ways, but also I think it's important for them to, uh, if this is a great tip, I highly recommend people realize if you don't have film, but you know that uh, you, what teams you, you typically play, whether it's your high school, your club, your travel teams, things like that, is go onto YouTube and see if a game that you played against has been posted by somebody else of an opposing school or opposing team that you played against. Because a lot of people are finding that somebody else filmed from an opposing school and you're like, oh, great, I can use this film to find some cuts. You know, I think the idea is, is being creative because you're not being able to be seen. We've got to find other ways to do that. So, you know, filming yourself doing workouts in the weight room or agility workouts or uh, just some basic skills with you and a couple of friends or playing 4v4 and a couple of friends, depending on what your area is allowing to happen. But I think being creative um, to be able to put yourself out there. So instead of just saying, no coach, I have no film. Right, instead right. of saying to them, hey, this is what I've got. We're trying to find more. We're going to do everything we can. And uh, don't tell them no and tell them, here's our creative way of solving the problem. I think that's what college coaches are really looking for right now. And, you know, looking at that situation, it's also um, going on is, you know, well, how many slots are still left in some of these teams, whether it's for 2021s or 2022 graduates is, you know, because the NCAA has allowed for athletes to return an extra year of eligibility, you know, it has kind of changed a little bit of the dynamics of things going on. In addition to, unfortunately, we are seeing this way too often across the country because colleges are having to make major budget cuts. There are a lot of of programs that are being cut, whether it's men's soccer, we're seeing a lot in men's and women's tennis, you know, golf and and swimming and diving. And we're seeing it across many different sports. Now what's happening as well is there's uh, a lot of kids have gone to the transfer portal. And so some college coaches are picking up transfers that would have normally not been an option and so they're taking out some of those slots and unfortunately the 2021s they're kind of in that situation where oh gosh well what do i do and so you know the key is is finding as much film as you can you know getting letters of recommendation from coaches you know high school coaches and people that are going to be references for you but it's about being creative at this point in time be able to help yourself still move forward and you know i keep telling everyone the the one thing you can 100 percent control right now is your grades make sure that you are still sticking to it you know act tests are canceled and sats and you know i think it's being creative i've heard of some some people flying places in order or driving four hours in order to take an act so you know it's about being creative being adaptable which is exactly what you know college coaches are looking for they're looking for leaders in situations of adversity and then focusing on what you can control and what you can't yeah you know it is i like to hear that because Again, you know, counselors are always trying to encourage that. And you were a counselor, Jerry, too. So I think I I, I like to hear that it's not all about the athletics. It's about, again, who they are, the uh, going, getting through adversity, trying to be creative. Um, You know, my, my daughter's coach actually did that. He filmed some of their workouts. So that way they can put something together. Um, But it really does come into play. And I like your idea, your, your point, Renee, they are in control of their grades. So besides their grades, you know, I think there are some other things that perhaps guidance counselors can do. What else? Well, you know, I think it's the idea of let's make sure that we are not just putting all our eggs in the division one basket, which I think yeah. a lot of student athletes end up doing 
because they're schools they've heard of, as opposed to, you know, there may be a great fit across the country that's a division two or an NAI school or division three or, or maybe a junior college route that may be a better option for them as a fit overall. And I think the more we can encourage kids, I always tell kids to start out with 20 to 30 schools and people look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, there's going to be coaches who don't watch you in terms of your, they just don't have the needs, you know, your position, or they already have, you know, multiple student athletes in that role, or maybe some seniors returning, you know, and looking at that portion of it. And I think um, there's always going to be also someplace that's not a good academic fit for you. And so we've got to make sure that as, you know, people that are around student athletes, as adults who are advising and mentoring them and, and encouraging them, you know, in the bigger picture, because this is so overwhelming, normally, let alone in COVID world, you know, I think is we've got to help them come up with their list of schools that make sense for them academically, location as well, because, you know, if they're an athlete, a lot of times they want to be close to home. So that way they can have mom and dad come see them play, you know, on a regular basis, as well as, you know, socially, you know, what's the size of the school, but is it in also in a, uh, you know, in a small town in suburbia, or is it a, a large, you know, city type of campus? And so I think we've got to help them really discern those factors before we actually, uh, you know, go into um, the athletic side of things. And unfortunately, oftentimes what happens is people are chasing the scholarship as in athletics and, oh, this name of this athletic program sounds great, as opposed to is the school overall that fit? And I think one of the things that we, we really want to do is, as, as school counselors and, and even just parents is let's create a list with 20, 30 schools Start out with five to eight on every single level. So five to eight division ones, five to eight NAI schools, five to eight division twos, division threes, and junior colleges, maybe the national Christian colleges, you know, and so the idea is that they start to really explore schools, you know, whether, you know, there's lots of software out there and let's be honest, Google as well, um, you know, whether it's, uh, let's help them really discover what those schools are that out there, are out there that they want to study, you know, a certain major find the right fit and, and finding out that it may be out of the circle of what they actually know. And so many kids end up finding their happy place and their perfect fit, which was not even originally on their, on their first, you know, 10 schools that they had. And so I think we really have to help them keep their minds open to the process as opposed to here's my list of, of 30 division one schools. And when I'll go to go play there. And it's like, wait a minute, those division ones probably are done at this point. So finding, you know, those opportunities and, and to really keep, help them keep an open mind and also making sure it's, you know, on track in terms of their overall long-term goals. Hey, I can see how your book would be so beneficial because so many people don't know any of this insider tips, I don't think. Am I right? Or am I just... Yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, I think one of the reasons I started doing this is, you know, I was a college coach for 14 years and I coached D1, D2 and NAI as well. And and, you know, I've also been on staff at some major universities and, and working you know, with them as, and also in a role of an NCAA compliance. And so what I found over the course of 14 years, and, and this, doing this book was actually really funny because it really wasn't something I had planned out to do, but I actually used to do recruiting seminars, just trying to help kids through the process and, and teach them. And almost every time after I do a seminar, somebody comes to me and go, you should really write a book on this. And I'm like, I don't know how to write a book. I've never written a book in my life. I'm a coach. And so what I started to really do was I wanted to become that bridge between parents and coaches and school counselors and really help the kids really see that what, what college coaches are looking for, as well as, you know, realizing what the process really is, as opposed to like what we see in the blind side. So, you know, it's, it's been something that 
uh, we just want to help kids and help families. My heart is to, to help families find the right fit, not necessarily the fit that they heard of on, on TV. Right. I think it's an interesting time because I think we can possibly use this as a silver lining because a lot of kids, like you said, you 20 to 30, that's a lot. They probably had their top five, like you said, big names, right? They really need to be open-minded. And I think because of uh, many of the schools offer, most of the schools now, offering virtual campus visits, mm-hmm. it really is allowing students to get a better idea. They'll be able to sign up for virtual visits that they never even, of schools they never even thought of. So I think that's actually a silver lining. And, um, and it also is cutting down on having to travel. Um, and it's getting in their minds like, oh, okay, that looks kind of cool. And I really like how they're, they're making connections with the kids. Uh, as opposed to this school, they didn't really seem to have that. So I think there's going to be a really nice, even um, um, comparison that students are going to make if they're watching all, doing all these virtual visits. So, you know, I think, I think that's absolutely correct. I think we have so many um, opportunities now that didn't exist even, you know, a year ago. Yeah. You know, a lot of schools had virtual tours, but now they're, they're really expanding what those are. And, you yes. know, I've heard of also, you know, for some division ones, you know, uh, obviously, you know, kids still are trying to do a visit and they can do a normal student campus visit. They just can't do an athletic campus right. visit with the dead mm-hmm. period. And so one of the things that I've heard some of the coaches doing is they give you a list of, of a scavenger hunt of, you know, here's 10 things you need to do if you are just going to do a, a campus tour. So that way they see the other parts of it. So, you know, I think people are adapting not only virtually, but also, okay, how can we make this happen? Let's say you're just, doing a, you know, you do a walking tour on your own um, at the school. Now here's the things you need to go see. And I think coaches are, are really trying to make those um, adaptations and they're having team meetings. And, uh, you know, I've heard of one, one team that uh, brings their team on and each one of their team members brings a wild and crazy hat. And so now the recruits kind of get to see the team chemistry as opposed to maybe you wouldn't have seen all of that, you know, if you just bet practice for a day. Um, but I think they're trying to be creative and trying to figure out ways to really get recruits engaged, um, you know, virtually, but mm-hmm. also if they are on campus and, and, and ways to, again, we're being creative as much as we can to find the right fit for families and, you know, really help them, you know, find what's, what, what makes the most sense overall. Yeah. I just wanted to mention something you mentioned in the book, something that, cause I also follow your Facebook group, which is fantastic. Um, and then some of your blogs. So you mentioned the broken leg test. What, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, I always tell a story of a student athlete that I had who was someone we started looking at when she was a sophomore in high school. And we walked through um, the process with her, really started to, we saw her when she was a sophomore, started to kind of engage her. She came to our camps when she was a junior and going to her senior year, you know, she committed, I believe like spring of her, her junior year and uh, you know, had started really, really engaging with us. And we were really excited about her. And, and, and I always said to students, athletes, I want you to think that I want to make sure this is a fit for you in four areas academically, socially, Hmm. financially, and then athletically. And I say those four areas are really key when you make a decision of a college. And in that order? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So making sure that, you know, it's a good fit in terms of size and things like that. And and finances do play a role. We know that (laughs) as well. Mm -hmm. And, And too often we say, well, we want to play on this team. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Can you afford to go to the school? Because most kids are not on a full ride. Now, we'd love to all be on a full ride, but most kids are not in terms of the scholarship percentages that are out there, especially in 
um, uh, equivalency sports versus headcount sports. And so it's really important to kind of do that. So going back to the story with this young lady, she was a really good student, 4.0, fantastic ACT scores. And, you know, she came in to us and she came in and she busted her butt all summer long and she was fit as can be, came in and beat out a bunch of my upperclassmen in her first fitness test on the first day of preseason. It was great. She was flying high. All the upperclassmen are giving her high fives, but also looking at her shoulder going, uh-oh, she's really good. <laughs> we get into our, um, later that day, we do a, uh, a session where we literally just roll the balls out. We had a ton of freshmen that year. Just say, let's just roll the balls out. Let's just play. Let's get to know each other as, as players. We just did a fitness in the morning. And about five, 10 minutes into the first of her first official practice with the ball, she gets tripped up. Uh, shoelaces get caught up with someone else. Gets tripped up, lands on her shoulder and her back, really, and her neck, really, really weird. Uh, long story short, <laughs> we'll fast forward through it. Really bad situation. Ended up to the point where she could no longer play. She could no longer run. Thank God she could actually come back to walking. That was a little scary during that point in time. But here she was as a freshman, and now her entire career was over. And so I always tell kids, you know, we have to make sure that we're choosing the school, not just because of athletics. And the, the funny part was, after we'd gone through the process, and I said to her, I said, did you you know, how are you doing with this whole process of you probably aren't going to play You're a manager. She's a fantastic videographer, statistician. She helped us every, every other way, recruits, things like that. I said, you're going to be involved in our program, but you're not going to play. I said, how is that going to look for you? And she goes, I chose the school, not because of soccer. And I was like, awesome. And she's like, she grad she's graduated now from that school and, and done great things. And it's, um, you know, and, and she's going on to, to be successful in her career. But I think it's important that we really think about those things is what if, if something happens, is this still the right school for you? Or are you going to end up transferring? You know, and I think looking at that situation and so many kids, you know, again, when programs got dropped, so many kids decided to transfer as opposed to, you know, it was already the right fit for them. They're just going to stay at that school. And, and I know that's a difficult situation for kids, but I always encourage kids to really think that story through and go, okay, if I tear my ACL or I break my leg or you know, something happens, I can't keep playing is this still the right fit for you? And I think too often we get caught up in the athletic side of things and we have to really help these kids really see the difference and go, here's what, what, what really makes sense. We have to make sure that we're doing all the right things um, to help them academically and uh, socially and financially before we even the athletic side of it. Yeah, it's so important. It really is. Wow, Renee, this... I am just blown away at all of the information that you've given us because I was not an athlete and my kids weren't. So I really didn't know all this happened behind the scenes. I love hearing about the creativity though that's happening with coaches and counselors and parents. And, you know, there's this group of kids now, I think, um, wondering where are we going to go? What, what do you suggest? I know you said work on your grades, but, um, so that they don't give up. Any words of wisdom to them? Yeah, what are your top five recommendations? Oh gosh, okay. Well, I think first and foremost is figure out uh, what you are going to need in order to get into a school in terms of are they making uh, you have test scores or are they not? I think that's really, really key right now and figuring out where does that mean? Are they optional? Are they still strongly recommended? 
you know, obviously the NCAA and the NAI both have waived for the 2021 class to not have to um, have them for eligibility standpoint if they meet other criteria. However, you need to still find out if the school needs it. I think that's the really, really key thing. And then if that's the case, figure out a way to get an ACT, SAT, whatever it may be, driving, flying, <laughs> figure out how to get to one because I know they keep getting canceled. I think that's really, really important because if that is necessary, then there's no farther that a coach can go if you don't have that. And so we need to make sure of that. Again, not all schools are making that mandatory at this point. So figuring that out, obviously your grades, getting your transcripts into those coaches as soon as possible. And again, finding those, those creative ways of showing video. A lot of um, non-Division I schools, Division II, all the way down junior colleges, are having camps, ID camps, on their campuses. Not all. There's parts of the country that are not doing this. California is one of those. You know, that's definitely having a lot of issues um, in terms of they're not opening back up. But you will find that there are a lot of ID camps that are going on right now that a lot of kids can be attending. And just go to a camp. If you Again, before you even do that, make sure that you've done a virtual tour. Um, and so the, the campus looks like something you're interested in. Talk with an admission staff. See if you can get on the phone with a coach or get a Zoom session with a coach. And make sure that the coach isn't finished with their 2021 class. Don't go to a camp that, there's, that they already are finished with their 2021s if you're a 2021. Now, 2022s, I think you guys can definitely be engaged in this process too as well. If there are camps, I highly recommend you go to those. So, you know, I think first and foremost, see about the test scores. Second, obviously, let's make sure we're, we're getting our academics, um, you know, keeping on track and get those transcripts to coaches. Also making sure that you're getting um, those uh, videos if you have them. Um, and looking at, you know, virtual tours and then, um, you know, getting to campus if you can, if that's a possibility. And then, you know, if you can as well, do uh, an ID camp. I think those five things right now is really, really key. Um, you know, I think there's still spots out there. And then the biggest one, I'll put a big star bonus on number six, I would say, yes, for five, but this is the, probably the most important is keep your mind open to different levels of playing. Whether you go to a junior college and play for a year, and then look to transfer to a four-year, or maybe you play for two years. But I think keep your options open. Oftentimes people think, well, all the money's in Division One, And the reality is, in a lot of equivalency sports especially, there's a lot of money in NAI, Division Two, and junior colleges for athletics. And then the other side of it is a lot of people don't realize how generous a lot of Division Threes are in terms of their overall merit scholarships that are available um, academically, and then also what, what it looks like in filing their FAFSA and financial aid. So Big number six, big bonus stars, I would say, is make sure that you're keeping your options open because you're going to find a lot more um, options at this point, especially for 2021s, you know, at the junior college level, NAIs, Division IIs, Division threes. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. add in a number seven. I think they need to get your book. <laughs> well, that'd be great. Too. <laughs> yeah. where, where can they get your book? Pick up my book at lookingforafullride.com, and we are. Uh, you also can find on my website at rlopezcoaching.com. You can find over 40 blogs on the college recruiting process. And one of the key things, like uh, like Jamie mentioned, was uh, that we do have um, a very very large uh, Facebook group that I run as well, and uh, it is something that uh, we try to help families. We have tons of experts in there. And this is my team of experts. We are constantly trying to help kids um, everywhere from 2025s all the way up to 2021s. And it's only for parents and coaches and school counselors. It's not for student athletes uh, on purpose because we want to be able to kind of have a, a pretty blunt conversation in there. 
and really be able to provide as many resources as possible too. So, however, if you are really new to this process and not sure, the best step you can take is picking up Looking for a Full Ride. Uh, you can lookingforafullride.com and uh, then you can also check out some of the other information that we have out there. And uh, always, you're welcome to reach out to me if you want some individual consulting too. And you can email me at info at lookingforafullride.com. Yeah, I mean, doing is like, so important. So helpful to, to kids. I, I just love the work you're doing. It's great. It's really Thank exciting. You. And beyond that, I, I just find it so amazing that you're so generous with your advice. Um, you know, your blogs, of course, you know, the book is amazing. It is our go-to. You know, what, what should I put in this email? Go get the book. What, how should I go get the book? I mean, it always, it's not just, you know, you sit, don't have to just sit down and read the whole thing. You go to the chapter you need and you pull out what you need. It's really an amazing handbook. But also what I find so inspiring is that your, that Facebook group, you answer questions Within, and that goes back to Jerry's question, what vitamins are you using? Because you answer those questions within five, 10 minutes. I mean, it, and you're constant with, it's a conversation. You're not just throwing an answer up there. It's so impressive. And it really is comforting to know that, because it's such a hard thing to navigate. It's so comforting to know that my husband was just asking, like, what do we do? Do we go to these showcases? D1s aren't going to be there. I don't know. Go to the Facebook group and search for D1, search for D, for dead period. It's all right there. See what you think. It's really fantastic. So um, you, you're representing all parents. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, it, it makes me smile whenever we see one of those kids find the perfect fit. And it's not a school that somebody's heard of. And yeah. I love that because they realized they went through the process and really tried to uh, find that academic fit, the social fit, the financial fit, and then the athletic fit, and, and really take that broken leg test. You know, we just want to help families really see the the um, the key, um, the keys that are that are going to help their child be happy. You know, and, and as opposed to just thinking, oh, I got a full ride at this athletic school. Like, okay, great, but where is the school? Is, is it a good fit for you overall? And so, you know, it just makes my heart smile, and that we are going to be able. And I always tell everyone. I don't ask for anything in return. The only thing I say is tell somebody else so we can help somebody else. And I have this crazy goal and you can appreciate this. I'm sure Jamie, you'll see it when I, when I talk about it as well. Um, as my book starts to turn uh, one year old tomorrow, oh, uh, really wow. exciting about it is that um, we just want to reach as many athletes and families as we can. And my goal, it's a crazy goal in the midst of COVID is to be able to impact and try to help 1 million people in the course of two years. And the wow. idea is it. So, you know, we are growing and somebody knows somebody else who knows somebody else and doing podcasts and radio and our blogs, they're now being uh, read. And I've, I've had to ship books to uh, over to uh, seas to, I think, eight different countries now, um, as well as we've been in Canada and and all throughout the U.S. I'm at, I think I'm at 45 or 46 states that we've, we've shipped to in the United States. And um, you know, we just want to be able to impact as many families as we can so they know the process, they don't hire on recruiting services and spend thousands, thousands of dollars when we can just help them through the process if you take the right steps. So, you know, we've been overwhelmed a little bit in terms of COVID and so I'm not quite as quickly to uh, respond to questions, but uh, we're, we're, we're getting there because uh, it, we just want to help as many kids as we can. But I always tell everyone, look at the search bar, you're going to find some of the answers there too. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's so true. Well, we thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. And we're excited to share this with families to get more insight and all of your fantastic advice. So thank you Thank again you so, so much. much. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you guys. Thank oh, you. it was so fun. Thank you, Renee. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. And if you would like to stay linked up, be sure to follow us on Apple and Spotify and subscribe to us on YouTube.